0: You're listening to Win the Day with James Whitaker. What we do in life echoes in eternity. Broadcasting from Los Angeles, California. This is the number one podcast to help you win the day every day. Here's your host, James Whitaker. Let's go. What is up, winners? You know what day it is. It is, of course, Win the Day Wednesday, the best day of the week. What I want to do in this episode is start to answer more and more questions from the Win the Day community. I get a whole bunch of different questions that are emailed and messaged through, so I want to make sure that we can get some specific, personal, and practical responses to you. And of course, there are a lot of other people out there who might have the same question as you. So this Win the Day Q and A is something that we can do on a more frequent basis. Now, if you've got a question. Question that you want me to answer on an upcoming episode of the win the day podcast, just email info at jameswit.com. info at jameswit.com will include a link to that in the show notes. You can send your question through as an audio message or as a written message and we'll feature that on the show. We're also keeping these questions anonymous. Now, if you look at the interview style episodes, we usually include the person's name on there because it's more fun uh, with the guest. But for these ones, I know some of them can be a little bit personal, so we'll just keep them totally anonymous. And of course, if you're enjoying the Win the Day podcast, make sure you hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. And if you want to help the show get more visible so more people out there can start to win the day in their own life, give the show a five star rating on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. All right, let's get into the questions that we've got for this mini show. The very first question is How did you get confident on camera? How did you get confident on camera? I wish there was a click your fingers type of answer to this one. It really is just a matter of putting in the reps for a very, very long period of time. I remember even when Thinking Grow Rich, the legacy came out and I had the opportunities to go and do more TV work. There was one when I was doing the Today Show that was going to um, homes all around Australia. It was first thing in the morning and I don't love doing things first thing in the morning, at least until I've had a delicious coffee. But what I did in the lead up to that was I would have my headphones in because when you go into the studio for these interviews, they always have the, the earpiece um, connected to you so you can hear the, um, the hosts. Uh, especially if they're not in the same location as you. And I knew that was going to be the case and I wanted to be put in the hot seat. So I had two very close friends of mine. I just gave them a whole bunch of different questions. I said that they could create their own questions and hit me with it. I wanted it to be as spontaneous as possible so I could be thrown in the deep end to see what type of answers would come out. So we practiced and practiced and practiced that. So when the Today Show interview came up, it meant that it was very comfortable doing it because of all the practice that we had done. And of course, the night before, I I tried to do what I could in terms of getting a a decent night's rest and, and everything else. So the confidence really comes from doing the reps. Uh, a really good way of doing that, you can download a program called Audacity on your computer, or you can just use the voice app on your phone and record yourself to hear how you sound. Perhaps you've got some annoying tendencies. Um, there are some people that I've seen in the past who uh, can fiddle with things in their pocket. They can jiggle, uh, jiggle keys or coins and things like that. So, What you need to do is be aware of what are these things that you're doing without you consciously being aware of it, and then correct yourself with that, just self-correct, And then record again. The more you do that and you can even get friends to interview you and then you can start to incorporate the video element from there. It was awkward for me the first time I started being interviewed and I even actually had notes on a computer screen the very first time I started doing interviews a long, long time ago. And now, as a result, again, of doing those reps, hundreds and hundreds of interviews, I feel like I can talk on pretty much any topic. So I I really think just seeking out every opportunity that you can to offer some type of insight and also record yourself so you can self-correct. If you can do that in audio and then in video and then release yourself from worry about, I mean, we we care so much more than what other people care. So um, recognizing that just doing our best and be okay with what happens, that to me is how you get confident on Camera. Also, you can do things like practice vocal warm up So, the first time I uh, launched the podcast and would appear as a guest, especially having an Australian accent appearing in many American shows, I would use uh, these vocal warm ups. You can just go on Spotify and check out some vocal warm ups. So, I hope that helps. And as one final thing, you can just jump around because that positive motion leads to positive emotion. So, whether that's jumping around or listening to your favorite energy music or both, that should get you some confidence pretty quickly. Number two, uh, I'm in a motivation rut, how do I get out of it? I'm in a motivation rut, how do I get out of it? Of course, motivation as Ollie Ollerton mentioned in episode 105, motivation comes and goes for everyone. The most important thing to focus on is process. So I want you to look at the routine of what you have for the day. What are your non-negotiables, the things that are going to absolutely get done and recognizing that the process will eventually carry you to another phase of motivation. And it means that you will be able to continue to achieve and upgrade your life from there. So focusing on process, rather than motivation is a really important one. A few other things from there, uh, who you're hanging around is a really big one. What are the conversations that you're having? Who are the people that you're having those conversations with? Uh, Diet, of course, a really big one. What are you putting into your body? Is it processed foods? Are you eating the same thing over and over again? Or are you eating non-processed foods in a a balanced diet? Uh, Doing things like that to upgrade your diet is a huge, huge thing shaking up your routine. So something that I have been doing uh, for about the last two or or three months at this point is every week I go into a one hour session, which is an infrared sauna as well as a cold plunge. So it's 15 minutes in the infrared sauna. And then it's uh, about five or so minutes in the cold plunge. After that, the water is about, it's about four degrees Celsius. I forget what that is in Fahrenheit, but it's absolutely freezing. And it's a real challenge because your brain is screaming at you to get out of the cold plunge. But when I get out of the cold plunge, and go back to the infrared sauna, I will read an ebook on my phone and I also have the notes app open on my phone. And as I get these ideas, because your brain in the infrared sauna is in a very relaxed state, but from the cold plunge, it's also in a very alert state. It's very hard to describe, but that perfect equilibrium of being relaxed and alert, I have realized gives me my most creative energy. So that's the time when I'm thinking about what are the things that I can do to help me the most in my business world and personal world and all of those different things, and I jot those things down as action items and moments of inspiration and practical ideas in the Notes app on my iPhone that I have very well organized. So um, just to really sort of reiterate then in terms of that motivation, right, to give you some broader strokes of that, Just try and recognize that you can focus on process rather than motivation. Don't put so much pressure on yourself to be motivated. Focus more on the process. Things like as soon as you wake up, you're going to get out of bed, making sure you're not looking at your phone before bed, doing something like having a cold shower in the morning or a gratitude journal or getting some sunshine or writing down three things that are going to make today a win. That's what you can do to focus on process. You do it regardless of how you're feeling because it's part of your process and then making sure that you've got some element, at least one once a week to really get you out of your comfort zone like I mentioned there with the contrast therapy that I do. Question number three, do you ever have trouble sleeping because you can't switch your brain off? If so, how do you handle it? Do you ever have trouble sleeping because you can't switch your brain off? If so, how do you handle it? Uh, yes, constantly. I've. Uh, it's been a really uh, difficult journey for me uh, You know, not difficult in a a, a hardship way. There's obviously a lot more hardship out there than not being able to sleep and not being able to switch your brain off. But I have a very, very, very active brain. It's one of the biggest things, one of the biggest struggles that I've had with having a committed meditation practice because I was able to figure all that out. There's a book called The Untethered Soul. I think Michael Singer is the author of that, The Untethered Soul. And he talks about these thoughts that pop up into our head. What are we doing with those things? And what he talks about is just like we observe a car that passes us, that's what we can do with these thoughts. We can observe them and then watch them pass rather than leaning into those thoughts and and taking a deep dive into those things, which of course will drive us crazy because our thoughts, if left to themselves, will go down a whole bunch of random rabbit holes. And before you know it, an hour has passed and you can't sleep and you wake up feeling very tired the next day. Michael Singer talks about more specifically than that, which is something that I've incorporated, is creating a character. So the thoughts that pop up into your brain give that person a character. So it's a se- it's a separate person. So I actually have named this character that comes in and tries to talk to me as I've closed my eyes and I'm trying to go to sleep, and I tell that person, at the end of the day, I say, look, it's time for sleep now. We can talk tomorrow. And I've, I've visually, I visually, can, I can visualize that character, that person who wants to play with me and wants to talk to me and have that chatter and those thoughts with me. I watch that person with my eyes closed. I watch that per- person walk away and tell them that we will play tomorrow. So I hope that helps. I know, it's, I know it's pretty random, but go and check out the book, The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. He will explain that in far more detail create that character and just get rid of those thoughts. You don't need them before bed. That's exactly how I switch off. We've also had two amazing podcast episodes with Dr. Michael Bruce, the sleep doctor. I forget what the episode numbers are, but if you just go and search through the podcast, Dr. Michael Bruce, the sleep doctor, he's got some incredible lessons and practical tips in there on how to switch your brain off. Next question, what do you do to find balance with family, career, and health? What do you do to find balance with family, career, and health? Very, very good question. Uh, Having two young kids, our daughter's three and a half, our son uh, nine months old at the moment, it's very, very difficult to do the things that you want to do in life and to be a supportive partner in a marriage and to be an amazing father and to run a business and have time to yourself when you have got two young kids. So I just wanna put that out there. If you have a young family, it's very, very difficult to have that balance. And a lot of people are telling you to how to reach a, to cross over a line where you have balance forever. I just, I I really think that's um, probably impossible, especially if you have kids. I just, I don't think there's balance in the short term. I think you can reach a point where you have balance over the long term for longer phases, but the pursuit of having permanent balance is very, very difficult, if not impossible. So, some of the things that uh, you mentioned—family, career, and health—there. Here are the here are the ways that I that I manage that. So, family first of all, since that's first on the list, weekends, making sure as much as possible that, that the weekends are family time. I also have cleared my schedule from when our daughter started preschool a few months ago. So I drop her off to preschool every single day and I pick her up every single day. I love doing it. It's the quality time that we, that we have together. And I tell you what, the excitement in her face when I come and get her at the end of the day, she just runs up to the, uh, the fence at the preschool and, and screams out and then very excitedly tells all her, her friends, hey, my daddy's here, my daddy's here to pick me up. And it's a really beautiful moment. So making sure you carve out the time to have that with the family is very, very important. And my wife and I are also trying to get better at making sure that we can um, bring someone in to look after our kids so we can go and have that time to ourselves. Because you need to have that individual time, you need to have time as a couple, and you need to have time as a family. If you don't have those individual, uh, those three elements individually, it's going to be very, very difficult to have long-term success with the family side. Uh, next is career. I make sure I don't, as much as I can, that I don't schedule any meetings or someone else's agenda for my day before lunchtime. So I really have that 9am till about 1pm as my most creative time. That's when it's the work for me to move me closer towards my business goals by doing my most creative works. So that's how I balance career and also I try and have a process to get out there and meet as many influential people uh, as I can because meeting people in person just makes a, a massive difference because if you've got a mission and a purpose for your life, which I hope you do, if you, you should do if you're listening to the Win the Day podcast, the more people who know about that purpose and that mission can help you, the better. So that's why it's really important to have that purpose and mission and meet as many people as you can who can move the needle and give leverage and help you amplify that you want to have. So that's family that's career and finally health so at least once a week but no no less than once a week unless of course I'm traveling i go and do a fitness class it's a 45 minute it's an absolutely brutal all body fitness class. It's something that's quite low resistance, so I'm not going to get injured doing it. It's amazing. I just—I know what I need to do with my fitness, as you probably do too, but to have someone there just basically yell at you in in a good positive way for 45 minutes to get your ass into gear, it means that you have the discipline to get it done. All you need to do is walk in the door because you know that they will get it out of you through that session. But it also means that you're going to have an intensity probably five times greater than you would if you were trying to do that work out at home. So that's what I do for my health. And more broadly, uh, again, on the health, um, it's just making sure they eat very clean. I don't eat crazy clean, but I don't really keep bad things at home in the pantry or the fridge. So if there's a snack that I want, I can generally get something that's pretty healthy. So that's what I do for family, career and health to try and balance. But I mean, if you've got two working parents like we do in our household um, and you've got two young kids, it's very, very difficult to balance that. So I guess we can tie that back into process, having a process to make sure that you can do those things. Uh, and then the final question that I want to answer here, I have a book coming out soon. What's the best way to get my friends to support? I have a book coming out soon. What's the best way to get my friends to support? Hey, I've written three best-selling books, translated, you know, I think 16 languages all around the world now. When you have a book coming out, it's a big, big deal. And experience has taught me that people, certainly in your closest network, can often care less than you think they will. So you need to be able to go and find other people outside of your network to be able to support. So if you've got a book coming out, I'd be thinking about what are the bonuses? What's the additional value that you can provide and include for someone who pre orders your book? Uh, That's huge. So rather than someone just spending $20 on a book, Make sure you can build that into a $1,000 offering or $5,000 of value that you can give them in a scalable way through digital resources or partnering with other people or some other content or solutions or resources that you have so the value that they're getting is significantly more than $20 but they're only paying $20 for the book and they can send you a copy of the receipt or enter a promo code and they will get access to a whole bunch of those different resources. That's what I would be doing to get orders at scale And for your network, I think this is, it's an interesting one, this one, because anytime, you know, I feel like it's almost every day that I see someone post on Facebook or on Instagram, hey, I have a new book coming out, would love it if you could go and support. And inevitably, 30% of the comments are going to be from people who say, I would love an autographed copy, tell me what I can do to do that. That is not what the author wants to hear the author wants you to go to a legitimate website like an Amazon or a Barnes & Noble or whatever bookstore that you have in your region. They want you to go there or to go to their own website and to purchase that book so it's a legitimate sale. If they want an autographed copy, it's it's a lot clunkier for the person to be able to, to do that in most cases. So if you want to support, first of all, go and buy their book and then comment to say, I just bought your book. And then you can also say after that, I would love an autographed copy. If there's a way that I can do that, just let me know how I can pay the money. I would love to have that at home Also, I could pass it on to a friend. That's what you can do to get your friends to support. And that's what you should do if you've got a friend who has a book coming out to be able to support that. They're the questions that I wanted to cover in this win the day QA episode. If you have questions that you would like to ask me that you'd like me to answer for you on the show, again, just email info at jameswit.com. We'll include a link to that in the show notes. We'd love to feature as many of these things as possible. Again, so we can get specific practical Uh, responses for the questions that you've got so you can have that help. So that's all from me. Remember to get out there and win the day. Until next time, onwards and upwards, always.